Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Listeners, and welcome to our first Femme Regard podcast. We are here for you, the underdeveloped filmmaker like us, you know, people who aren't totally green, who have done a little bit of work, but, you know, are really trying to get better and trying to get more experienced. So we just really want to share our experience with you having our production company, getting started, making our first films, because, man, it has been a roller coaster oh, ride. Yeah. <laughs> we have learned so many lessons so quickly. Um, and I think it's really important that, you know, everyone doing this in this industry can learn from each other. I know for us, it's been a huge help to have people who have been more experienced and willing to share their experiences with us. So in the future, we're going to bring a lot of those people on as well to share some professional experience and give you guys some tips and tricks in the biz. Yeah. So uh, we are Femme Regard Productions. And Carolina, why don't you tell everybody how we kind of got started, what we stand for, all that jazz? Yeah, of course. Um, so I, I'm Carolina, and this was Tessa talking here. And we met at a wonderful acting class, kind of, you know, we so we're, we have an actor-based background. And and we were like, you know, let's, let's do a scene together and <clears throat> getting together our actor reel, as most actors do. And and then one thing led to another. We we had this strong passion for period pieces. We we don't really get to audition for roles like that. And we took that that period piece scene, turned it into what led to be a short script, to then a feature length, and then this learning from doing such a the production of what a short scene would take to a short script film then to a feature we were like why why are we gonna you know, are, are we really gonna just do this for like a reel like that that's it that's what we're gonna do and then and then um we then we started to think big picture because the time and energy that it just took to do all of that we're like yeah. let's do something more because um this is this is a business and this is what we want to profit off of it. We don't want to just like peace out after it. Exactly. So much work goes into, you know, people don't realize we ended up filming um, a sizzle reel and, you know, so much money and so much time and planning and everything. And 
to take that and make it into a feature or even a short film, you know, that's so much work. So we figured, why not make it legit? Why not actually start a production company? We can get some other things rolling. We can really make this, you know, a serious project that we can eventually sell in the future. Um, so that's what really started FemRegard for us. And, you know, once we started the company, we kind of thought, all right, well, what do we stand for? What is it that we really want to do? What kind of films do we want to make? Right. Because um, I, I don't know about you, Tessa, but going through LA casting and Actors Access, there's not, at least for me, there's not a whole lot of like roles out there that I feel like, yeah, this is a badass woman role that mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like there is a movement now more so. I, I will say that it's, I guess, improved, but still like I, we, I've struggled finding like the right person for me to play or the mm-hmm. right character totally. or the period piece and so i mean they're always saying like create your own content mm-hmm. um but there's there's so much more and something that also that comes with having a production company an llc is protection like absolutely you're you're not you're <laughs> you're not liable like yourself you you have a company that will stand behind you and you know and kind of save your ass if, if it ever comes to it so it's it's a smart investment if you're looking to not only just do a one-time thing if you're a filmmaker a director because again we come from an actor background but if, if you're a director and you know a filmmaker you want to you want to have that production for yourself as you go because i'm assuming you don't want to just do student films you you want to go on and and why not legitimize yourself from the start absolutely that's another thing yeah it really legitimizes you um you know we've been networking a lot recently and to be able to have a business card with our company you know logo on there and everything really like people take you a lot more seriously and especially in this business now you know there's a movement towards um a lot of a lot more women filmmakers are becoming successful and, you know, coming out of the, the woodwork, as it were. Um, and, you know, but it's still it's still a process and female filmmakers all coming together and having these legitimate companies like we do. You know, it's it's a great thing and it's bringing us all together. And I think um we can create some really great stuff. And that's kind of the goal for us is to work with other filmmakers, other female filmmakers, um, to tell stories from the female perspective. Um, you know, there's a lot of films that maybe have a female protagonist, but you mm-hmm. can tell it was a male writer, mm-hmm. a male director. Boobs. Boobs. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's nothing wrong with boobs. I love boobs. So. I mean, everybody loves yeah. boobs, but still, come on, let's be honest. There's a time and a place. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, and there's so many amazing female crew members, you know, that a lot of times they're hard to find. I know I know for us, a lot of our network has just been males and we're like, all right, where are these women? Like, we yeah, want to bring everybody together. You. Absolutely. And starting this production company has led us to meeting a lot of really great and talented women. So that's really why we got this company started, um, to tell women's stories and to get women together to work in this male-dominated industry. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And also, like, if you are happen to be and that like, coming from an actor based background like us, um, think about it like you can now just approach directors, producers on a producer level. You're not longer coming up to them like I'm an actor. Hire me like you have this empathetic like n- understanding with each other what it takes to do a project from start to finish. And of course, like th- the ones we've come up to, we're very honest that we know like nothing, <laughs> but we know something from the things we've have gained. And, we've learned a lot of things. Oh but. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So it's not nothing, but it compared to their experience and they, they're just, 
they're awesome because they they've been they just open up to you and and then being now like nowadays you, you kind of have to be a multi-hyphenate you know absolutely and i mean you know the thing is everybody started from the bottom people mm -hmm. that are a-listers started where we are you know so everybody can understand and can empathize with that you know but being a multi-hyphenate really like takes you to the next level if you're you know an actor director a writer director whatever it is whatever wherever your talents lie and it's awesome because you know i just took a class with um Lee and gary hirschberger shout out and they were talking about how when they were actors in the 90s you know, you couldn't do more than one thing. Like you couldn't even be a film and a TV actor. Like it was so frowned oh, upon, yeah. you know, and nowadays it's the complete opposite. Like you almost have to be a multi-hyphenate to be taken seriously in this industry. Right. But it's also such an amazing thing because you can create your own content that way. You know, mm -hmm. if you are an actor first, like we are, you know, you learn to write or you learn to direct or you learn to produce. And that is so valuable to create your own content. You don't have to rely on other people. You don't have to be spending all your money hiring other people, yeah. you know, um, and it, it connects you with other people a lot more easily as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely does. And for us, we've learned um, we, we probably have a, a few then more than a few hyphenates <laughs> after, <laughs> yeah. after our titles. And you also um, will we'll definitely go into more things as, as we further along um, our future episodes. But it, it there's a there's there's a way you present your titles too that that come, I think, in handy. Like, you don't you don't want to just say you're like director, editor, producer, actor <laughs> sound gaffer all so those things the, yeah. yeah um yeah i mean it's important definitely i think to present yourself in a in a specific way and to present your production companies in a specific way you know for instance if your production company handles horror films mostly you know market that you know people always say even just mm -hmm. to, even specifically as an actor to you know work in your box first and then once you get success you can do whatever you want same goes for your production company you know we um tend to go for a kind of not not even just period pieces, but a retro feel on our film. So that's yeah. kind of our thing. You know, some production companies, like I said, do horror specifically. Um, same goes for your multi-hyphenate, you know, figure out what it is that you want to concentrate on. So for Carolina, for instance, actor, director, producer, you know, um, we also do editing. We've done sound. We've done, you know, all bits yeah. and pieces of it. But those are the things you really want to market yourself as. And that's On really important. IDB, talk about your IMDb. Uh, yeah, IMDb. Yeah. Um, it, you know, you get listed for credits for so many things when you're in so many projects. But it's really important to narrow that stuff down because, you know, if you're an actor first, again, like casting directors are going to look at that and they see, oh, well, they also do all this other stuff. Like, that's cool. But really, I just want to see what they've acted in. That's all right. I care about. They have five minutes to look at your IMDb, you know. Um, so all of that's really important. It, we'll talk more about marketing in a future episode, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. um, but again, going back to just starting a production company and why you should do it, um, it legitimizes you and it really puts, you know, your stamp on the project. Oh, yeah. It's your baby. Yeah. Like, you can be so proud to, you know, look at a project and those opening credits, you know, was, we see a femme regard production and we're like, yes, everybody knows it's us. It's yes. Tessa and Carolina, you know, and it's not just a film that, oh, yeah, we're sharing on Facebook. Hey, guys, watch our movie. And nobody really remembers our name. Right. That that is that's been a huge rewarding experience for us, because I mean, as I, or you know it, it's it's a lot of work and but it's when, a lot of work <laughs> it's a lot of we're work. constantly saying why are we doing this again <laughs> yeah but at the end of the day when we're like got our 
you know, hair up in a bun. We're like sweating and we're like in a hole because we've been editing for hours and hours mm-hmm. when that when it's done. And, you know, it's it's not the gift to like mankind at all, like our finished product, but we can be proud of it. And, and that's something like if you're a filmmaker, director and you want like it is it is so rewarding because you have all the control. I mean, you give it up to someone like you know if you're at that level where you give it up to warner brothers or Mm -hmm. someone else you can't you you lose that control you just do and so to to be like you know what that was my vision i did it this way and at the end day even if it like you know you hate it later on (laughs) you can be like that was amazing because it was me like that's my work absolutely and and that's where you start to build your trademarks and like tessa was saying with marketing kind of your style and what you're going for Mm -hmm. but without having your own production company it's kind of hard to really make your make your stamp make you know make it clear with who you are and what you're selling yeah and that's why it's important for us to reach out to you guys that are on our level the underdeveloped filmmakers little term out of crowd yeah because you know again everybody's starting from the bottom and you get more experience you learn more lessons and your films improve i know for us you know we've made a few short films so far and every time it gets better and you know we're at the level where we're submitting to festivals but we're maybe not selling our work yet and stuff and so we want to connect with you guys so if you like what you've heard so far by the way follow us on instagram at femregard and we'd love to talk to you guys about any of these subjects in our future episodes yes please dm us let us know what what kind of things you want us to talk about or hear from but again this this first episode the first episode we're kind of focusing on the production company itself because that's like a huge jump that until you get that done like i said you you don't want to have to worry about the legal stuff later on exactly gotta start somewhere (laughs) yeah and we'll share kind of how the tips and tricks we like learned along the way and things where it became much more clear after nights of google searching yeah (laughs) yeah um so to end this episode um we you know a big really important thing is to always stay inspired. You know, you always have to remember, like, this is the dream. That's why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And inspiration can come in a lot of forms, that's for sure. So Carolina's going to talk about what inspired her this week. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited about this because um, I just... I, I love Barnes and Nobles and I was just like casually there and I, I came across this book called My First Movie edited by Stephen Lowenstein and um, it's an awesome book that I just picked up. It's about 20 celebrated directors talking about their first film, which I thought was super relevant to what we're about to embark on our Absolutely. first feature. <laughs> and um, I, I thought you know, as this podcast goes along, at some, I'll share some inspiration I get from these interviews. But the first one was with the Cohen brothers. And on their first feature, which was Blood Simple. And um, I guess some key takeaways. And, you know, totally, if you're in our our ballpark, you'll, you'll, you'll understand where I'm coming from. But I guess the <laughs> first thing was like, oh, OK, I just it's it's because the the people who are always like, so when's this coming out? When's that coming out? This right. is what I'm talking about. Um, it's it's how long it took them to even get it off the ground. It took them a year and a half to raise 700,000, 700,000. Which, which is low budget nowadays, low by budget. the way. <laughs> you didn't know that. That's low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
uh, and to actually have the script finalized. So every time I like see that anywhere, I'm like, yes, uh, no, it's not just uh, it <laughs> all takes time. It's not just you. It just takes time. So don't don't worry. That's your baby. Like and then let it go, you know. Um, and so another interesting thing was kind of, you know, they I'm just curious with that budget. I, I plan to watch the feature just because mm-hmm. next. But they they shot it in Texas and then like wrapped up some shots in their their apartment. So they were kind of doing guerrilla style, too, yeah. you know, for seven hundred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was really interesting. And then how um Back, I'm sure things have changed. And once we get into that and we'll get a whole spiel about fundraising and and getting investors to come in our episodes to come. But for them, they they did a lot of cold calls, which mm-hmm. I, I don't know if is still prevalent today, but I, I know people still do it. Mm-hmm. Like In fact, but I'm wondering, like, that's where they got really all their investors, like 10K a piece and um and it was interesting. I mean, um, my my boyfriend, Elijah, I'll probably bring him up because he's got like the business mind set mm-hmm. more so. And he's always like, yeah, go after the lawyers, the dentists, the doctors and the people with the moolah. Yeah. And, you know, because they'll be interested, too. It's not like they get to work on the creative side of things typically. So that makes sense. But it was funny because they they had the same they like kind of went after the same people. But then they realized a lot of the people that ended up investing were like entrepreneurs who were just scraping by mm-hmm. like odd, odd entrepreneurs, like bullying alley providers. <laughs> <laughs> and and they would um and they would those were the people who kind of I guess resonated in an entrepreneurial way that mm-hmm. oh this is like you know this is really cool they they're trying to build their own empire and I mean they're obviously people too who probably you know would wish they could get involved totally like make their own thing but, but they, they don't have the means or know how and i'm sure they can relate to you know starting your own business is like starting your own production company and same thing yeah it, it really is and in different ways but it's the same you know you have to have a business structure if you want to you know get some money back mm-hmm. and pay your investors back more mm-hmm. importantly so it was just so funny um they actually like hit someone's car one time and this is how <laughs> old school they were they were like bringing on like a their and I love this, by the way, but they like brought their little projector to all the mm-hmm. like once they got the phone call locked in and they could come over and they would show like a, you know, their little real um, or teaser trailer, mm-hmm. uh, which I would lo- have loved to have seen because <laughs> like nowadays there's just like a whole nother ball game you got to go to like mm-hmm. pitching your film, which Absolutely. again, we'll get into later on. But um it was, it, they were like, yeah, they they obviously didn't get the money from the investor after hitting his car because uh, <laughs> they chose not to tell them till afterwards. But um, yeah, I, I just, I think that's, that was really interesting. And, um, but they, at the end of the day, they, they really were able to get a lot of people to believe in them and mm-hmm. they launched their career and like the end of the, the chapter, they're like, and it fucking sucked. <laughs> like, we don't watch that movie. But I mean, hey, know. it's a lot of hard work to end up with a product that you're like, okay, we can do better next time. But, you know, again, it's baby steps. Everybody has to start somewhere. Even the Coen brothers who are like huge now, you know. I love Fargo. 
<laughs> me too, girl. Me too. And yeah, and they were smart with marketing in that film. They were able to uh, get a lot of investors from Minnesota <laughs> and like, you know, they made that that work for them. So that was it's cool because, you know, they had they were two just random guys didn't have that in they didn't think they would go into film and mm-hmm. they slowly kind of like us which makes me feel like special <laughs> yeah they just like kind of picked up things along the way and that's i think at the end of the day for y'all listen out there you just you gotta just do it i mean mm-hmm. you can you can talk and we you can strategize your business plan but until you're just you know just going for it i think that was a little like I don't know if that was like a good thing for us but I we really didn't know what we were getting into before we we got into it it. and that's the same thing with the Cohen brothers like they didn't know what they were doing and like next thing you know Tess and I on horses like (laughs) trying not to die but it was awesome (laughs) but we'll get into that another time um so yeah that was my inspiration of the week it's just um the the Karen the Cohen brothers story and I think um yeah it's it's always awesome to learn from the greats so I'll, I'll keep sharing yeah so uh our next episode is going to be a little more into the nitty-gritty of production companies um so we will see you guys next time with a little tea time and some business talk yeah see ya Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at FemRegard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 